Hey, y'all, it's your host, Lexi Creary. Welcome to From the Flybridge podcast, hosted by HMY Yachts. Today, we chat with a man who, by 42, rose to the rank of president at Princess Yachts America. He works hand-in-hand every day with the famous luxury conglomerate corporation, LVMH. Get ready to hear what it takes to walk in the shoes of Tom Carroll Jr., a man who runs a company that produces 300 boats a year. Tom Carroll Jr. on From the Flybridge podcast. Thanks for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. So for those of you that don't know, Tom and I actually work together. I think it's been about three seasons. That's right. We've done three boat show seasons and they've been three awesome seasons. Another one coming up. So to explain a little further what that means, HMY is one of the exclusive dealers for Princess Yachts America. And I have the wonderful privilege of being a member of Tom's sales team especially at the boat shows, but we're always running around like a chicken with a head cut off and entertaining clients, writing contracts. So let us in on the personal life of a successful businessman. Tell us your background. Um, started in the industry and uh, I guess uh, my dad started dragging me to boat shows when I was 15. Um, then started full-time with my dad uh, 2000, 2000 started full-time. Um, working customer service and then went to uh, went into sales um, and then um, vice president of sales and then uh, president of the company in 2019. In between there, did uh, some lifeguarding when I was younger and um, painted bottoms when I was a young kid at the Viking <laughs> Yacht Company. Where did you grow up? Um, Brigantine, New Jersey, uh, Cape May and Medford, New Jersey. And when did you move to Florida? Because you live in West Palm Beach now. Is that what you call home? Uh, Jupiter's home. Moved here 12 years ago, I guess. So hometown roots versus Florida. Which one do you like better? Um, definitely Florida. You know, it was, uh, it, was always a, it was always an experience coming out of work at 4.30, 5 o'clock and it being pitch black and freezing cold versus coming out of work at being about 70 or 80 degrees and still being sunny. So definitely <laughs> Florida. Right. So you talked about your transition into where you are today. Did you always have this vision to be president of Princess Yachts America? Um, president, uh, you know, when I was when I was younger, no. Um, you know, as I as I kind of grew up in it, you know, it's it's kind of the only thing I know almost. Um, you know, I just literally from a small age been at boat shows and always saw everybody from you know sales guys that I've known for years and. Uh, then, then finally, you know, probably when I start working full time there, I said, you know, this is this is what I'm going to do, and I've been going at it since then. You started in customer service and then transitioned into sales, correct? Yes. What was that transition like? Was it something you felt your personality aligned with more, or you had more, you know, face to face interaction? It was definitely something I enjoyed more. You know, customer service is by far the hardest uh, position in our business. It's um, it's you don't really get you don't really get thank yous or congratulations. You just get kind of thrown into the trenches. So it's a it's a tough job. It's uh something I don't uh you know I I literally I have the most respect for the guys in customer service. But uh yeah I definitely was more of a people person. Loved being at boat shows, talking to people, um you know selling things, and and uh, that was definitely the the route I saw myself going. 
That's a great point about customer service because Princess Yachts America, that's one of the strongest selling points of this premier product. Talk a little bit about that. So uh, growing up, my father growing up working at Viking Yacht Company with the Heelys, um, you know, customer service was the number one, number one before anything else. Um, so when my dad started Princess Yachts America, um, you know, he that was his number one thing. Customer service is going to be how we, we sell boats. And, uh, you know, we've always done that. We continue to do it. We continue to grow. We have a, you know, we have a huge customer service team and a smaller sales team. So, you know, that's our priority. Take care of the customers and you'll sell more boats. And that's always been our motto. Tell everyone where that customer service center is, how large it is, how many parts that we hold in inventory. Because when I'm communicating with a client at a boat show, that is the number one thing I want them to understand is not only do you have crazy amount of support and boots on the ground, but although we build these boats in England, you have the support, you have the parts, you have everything you need right here in your backyard. So we, 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 have, a, we have two two service groups. We have one in New Jersey, one in Florida. Um, due to our size in New Jersey, we stock all our parts there. It uh, just makes it easier. So we stock about $2.5 million in parts, um, which are the stuff that we, we can foresee something breaking. We stock that type of stuff. Um, you know, it helps, us, it helps us react quicker when a customer breaks down or when a customer has something go bad. And, um, you know, then, then we rely on the factory in the UK to get us anything that, you know, might be one of those one-off breaks. Um, we're continuously pushing, you know, that parts to, from a, you know, a parts warehouse to a parts online store, um, to help better serve the customers at the end of the day. Explain how rare that is in comparison to other manufacturers. So most manufacturers are you know they're they're based with a you know strictly a distributor um who you know doesn't have doesn't have the insight that we you know we had from the days of my dad being at viking and uh and knowing what viking was doing and how viking did things and they were always looked at or, or still are looked at as the number one in the industry as far as customer service and support um and building boats so we had that insight and we've tra- we've pushed that into Uh, princess yachts america and you know that's helped us lead the industry now and selling um you know production motor yachts would you agree that you have a stronger ability to get a client back out on the water with any issue they have compared to all of your competition definitely i think um you know between our vendor relationships with um companies like man um own own and generators the medic air conditioning i think we have you know between the two companies of Viking and Princess, you know, we're probably the largest purchasers uh, in the world. And, um, you know, we, we definitely have a, have a leading edge there. Walk us through what you bring to America. I know that we've discussed about even just down to appliances uh, that we put on our boats that we build for the American market. So we still do. We ship about a container or two a month. Uh, over to the UK with um, stuff that we're purchasing here in the United States, whether it's TVs, uh, refrigerators, microwaves, cooktops, um, stereos. We we ship all that over and and build the boat there um, and have that stuff installed at the factory so that when the boat gets here, there's minimal to tear apart. Um, and you know, it works. We, we we're supplying um, 
dishwashers, we're supplying washing machines and you know, it's just a, it's a, we've been doing that for 25 years and we've just continued to carry that on and it helps us uh, service the customer better by being able to get the parts here in the United States. That's always something that's blown my mind and made me so excited about this product and why I'm so enthusiastic about being on the sales team for Princess Yachts America. Specifically, tell us where in England this product is built. Uh, so the boats are built down in Plymouth, England. Uh, there's seven sites down in Plymouth. Um, spread out through the countryside. Uh, they build 280 boats a year. Um, you know, first class company. Um, you know, management's been there for a long time. My my partner um, has been over there for a long time, and you know, he's uh, he's been there. I want to say, you know, 15 to 20 years. So, um, you know, it's a it's a good fit for us. It was a good fit when my dad and and uh, Bill Healy went over there 25 years ago, and uh, it remains it remains that way. That has to be incredible for them to watch the transition, like you said, 25 years ago, because even my dad had gone, I want to say 10, 12 years ago, and then we were at the factory two years ago. Um, as you know, we do a dealer meeting and we go every other year. And he was like, you wouldn't believe just in you know this short amount of time how much it's changed. So what does your father say about the transition from 25 years ago to today? Because when I saw it personally, it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's it's changed a lot. Um, you know, it's it was uh, it was a company at the time when we started. The biggest boat they were ever going to build was sixty six feet, and they all st stood there and swore sixty six feet is the biggest boat we're going to build. And um, today, today it's uh, X ninety five is the biggest boat they're building. Um, you know, and it's uh, it, the company technology has changed so much. Um, the company has continued to push forward. Um, you know, where, where, where Princess is, is, is some of the roughest water in the world. Um, so the boats have to perform. So that's something we really have going for us. Um, you know, it's, it's a rough, it is literally always rough there. The boats have to be able to run, uh, they have to have a good sea bottom on them. So it's something that's, you know, my dad and Bill Healy recognized when they first went there 26 years ago. And, um, you know, so it was, it was a good fit at that time. They were, they were still uh, they were owned they were run by the founder, um, and you know it was just such a match. It was a match made in heaven, if you want to call it. So, and there's a naval base history there, correct? Uh, there is a big. There still is a big naval base uh, in Plymouth. Um, it's it's of course the British military. The British uh, Navy has kind of downsized a little, but there is still still a nuclear submarine base there. Yes, there is. In Princess Yachts employees a significant percentage of that town and there are literally thousands of employees i'm trying to paint this picture for everyone to picture these factories there's multiple different sites that we build different size boats at and how many employees are we up to now so we're, we're seven sites um 3600 employees um they're the second largest employer the uh the uh, university is the largest employer there than they are. And then I think followed by the Navy Yard. So big, big place. So we're going to jump more into Princess Yachts and the product a little bit later. But I really want to get to know you a little bit better. Being the president of a company working hand in hand with the prestigious LVMH group, which is a luxury conglomerate group that I'm sure everyone's very familiar with. Specifically at your young age, I want to know more about who you are as a person. So 
Tell me one word that describes you. Uh, one word that describes me. <laughs> I'm, already um, I'm already laughing, literally. <laughs> uh, probably squirrel. Um, everybody gives me a hard time because, uh, you know, I do have, uh, I do have, I have my mind's going in a lot of different directions. So everybody will say, uh, when I start to lose focus here, they'll say squirrel. So everybody jokes about that. And uh, so that's probably one word. Uh, you know, it, it does catch me a lot. I'll have something pop into my mind. I'll start talking about it in a meeting. And uh, everybody just kind of starts laughing and, and they always they always break my chops and say squirrel. And at boat shows, you have to like strategically like watch you, especially when you need a proposal or you need a client to speak to you about something important. Like I literally watch you and I'm like, oh, there's a two second break and you just got to like beeline yep. because uh, the chances of your phone ringing or someone grabbing you are very high. But bo boat shows are boat shows are tough. I, I feel like I'm going in a million different directions. I. You know, don't drink enough water at boat shows, don't eat enough food. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just exhausted. But it's, it's I literally look forward to boat shows so much just because it's, uh, you know, how many boats we can sell? Are we going to, are we going to get into the double digits? How many, you know, are we going to get to, are we going to hit 20 boats sold? You know, it's, uh, can we do that? You know, where's, where's every night at the end, I drive our sales guys and sales girls crazy, you know, just saying, how many boats did we sell? W what got sold? You know, what do we need to do to sell this guy boat? What do we need to do to sell that guy boat? So it's uh it's fun. It's uh it's something that's changed over the years, you know. I remember when I first started and you know, we'd go out drinking every night and have fun and and uh now it's now it's get home, go to bed and and get back up in the morning and do it again. So That's right. What is a workday look like for you? You're talking about being pulled in a thousand different directions or let's call it a work week because this industry every day looks different. One day you're on a sea trial, the next day you're in England. So what does it look like? Work weeks are always interesting. I don't really know until the day starts because somebody will call and be like, hey, we're going to show this boat. It'll turn the whole place upside down. We'll be going in a totally different direction. But it normally today in this world, it starts out with a couple of Zoom calls, um, you know, and then it's, uh, then it's catch up on all the emails and and um, figure out, you know, get with the sales group and, you know, what do we need? Uh, you know, what do we need to get a couple more deals? And then it's, you know, get with the service group. How's everything going? Where are we? You know, do we need anything more? Then get with the commissioning and uh, service t crews and say, you know, do we need uh, do we need a new vehicle? Do we need a new person? It's, um, you know, when I was vice president of sales, all I had to do was focus on sales. The rest of it was somebody else's responsibility. So. It's definitely changed over the last couple of years. I do still love it. Um, and that's probably why I like boat shows so much because then I can focus on the sales side of it. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, 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 it's excellent. What would you say are your two biggest accomplishments? Um, two biggest accomplishments. Um, I guess getting to this point in my career, you know. Um, and the second biggest accomplishment... Um, there was a boat, there was a Fort Lauderdale boat show and it was, I think our sales group sold, I want to say we did 23 boats and that was, uh, that was it. I mean, that was, that was like, again, off the charts. That's it was, epic. uh, it was so much fun. What was the goal going into that show? Uh, goal in that show was getting to 10. Um, we wrote four seventy fives at that show. Four or five seventy five, if I remember. A couple of them before the show even started. Uh, we did sell a couple boats right the day before the show started. We had people in the display. We sold a couple, but we actually sold four four seventy fives at the show 
um that was pretty uh that was pretty fun describe that feeling it's uh it's just you, you just see all these contracts moving around and you're going around literally shaking people's hands and saying thank you and appreciate it and thank you for your business and uh we look forward to delivering you a great boat and and um but you could see you know in some of the customers you can see that just the excitement on their faces and and it's that's that's always great to see it's not just about selling boats it's you know the excitement of of delivering them the excitement that in their faces it's uh it really is it's a, we have some amazing customers um you know we've delivered boats on christmas eve we've delivered boats on christmas day and it's you know some people would say oh you had to work on christmas day and it's you know some of our customers are so amazing um you know you're delivering a boat on christmas day to them and you know you're happy as can be cuz they're they're smiling year to year they're thanking you and it's it's great would you say that you've seen boating change a client's life um, I have, you know, especially, especially, um, I've seen, I've seen people, especially recently with what's going on in the world, um, COVID and all that, I've seen it definitely, you know, I've seen it bring families closer together. Um, I've seen people that have never boated, um, get into boating. And, you know, uh, this summer I went for, I went, a customer that's never been in boating. I went for, he invited me to go for a ride on his boat and, and uh, go to a restaurant and do some swimming and it was, it was, you know, his whole, f- had, he was smiling ear to ear on his flybridge, watching his kids jump off the back of the boat. And it was, uh, it was really, it was really nice. It was, uh, you know, y- you saw, they probably wouldn't have done that if they didn't have a boat. You know, what, what was going to bring them that close together? They're, uh, they're on a 70 foot, you know, they're not, they're not, they can't, you know, there's they're nowhere to go. There, there's, yeah. no, there's nowhere to go. So they're on a 70 footer. The father's sitting on the flybridge, smiling ear to ear. And it made me happy. You know, it made me say, okay, wow. You know, these people had never owned a boat before. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's exciting stuff. That has to be a proud moment that you provided that experience. No doubt. You know, the boat, the boat is, uh, like I said, COVID is definitely, you know, we've seen, we've seen people that never own boats, buy boats. And, you know, we've, People said, "Oh, you know, a lot of people are going to find they don't like it." We haven't really in our industry, in our sector, we haven't really seen that. You know, we've seen the people that have bought them. Um, you know, they're they're enjoying it. We've got a lot of phone calls saying, "This is great." You know, um, I'm going to stick with this. I've never, you know, get my kids all together at one time is uh, is unheard of, and so it's it's good stuff. In order to get to this amazing experience, you know, delivery day, all the good. There's a lot of negotiations that happen before this. So when you're in negotiations, what's your business style? Are you the guy who sits back? You're like the analytical guy, the numbers guy. You know, you're thinking, are you more extroverted? You know, you're trying to get to know them on a personal level, develop rapport. How would you say that you uh, go about it? I'm for the most part a listener, um, even though it doesn't ever sound like it because everybody's always like, you're always talking. But I, when it when it comes down to sitting down with a customer and figuring out, you know, um, what they're going to buy and, and all that. Um, I, you know, I just listen, you know, try to fit the boat to their lifestyle. You know, how many kids do they have? How many rooms are they going to need? How many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, you know, and, um, are they going to have crew? Or are they not going to have crew? And I just listen. And, and, uh, you know, um, I remember a broker tell me one time, you know, don't talk, just listen. And, uh, you know, let, let the person talk to you and then, and then figure out what boat they need. Um, too many times I've seen where they're just, people are just, you know, people are just talking and talking and talking. They're never, never let the customer talk. So sit back, listen, let them, let them walk through the boat and then 
get their opinions, get if it if it feels good, if it doesn't feel good, and then uh, then it's time to sit down and give them a price and give them the best price and you know if they if it's more than they want to spend then tell them what the other options are and go from there. I could not agree more. When I entered this business and I was picking my dad's brain on what made him successful, that was the first thing that he told me. He said, "Be quiet. Yeah, Listen." I've always I've always seen your dad and and he's you know, I've seen him all my life, you know, as far as going to boat shows and everything and you know, you got to you got to listen to these people. They 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 know, you know, they'll tell you what you need to hear and then you just got to figure out what boat fits them. Absolutely. So now that we know you a little bit better, let's talk about how you apply your personality and your strengths into growing the Princess Yachts America brand. You know, luxury is always something to be desired. How do you stay the most desirable? Um, so, so the factory really does, they do an amazing job in their R&D department, um, you know, staying, staying on top of, you know, industry trends, um, you know, things that, are, things that are coming up in the industry. They've always, uh, they've always had, you know, class leading designs. They continue to do that. Um, and we literally just, uh, on our end, we work on, you know, making sure we can support the product. And, um, you know, if they keep, if they keep the designs, um, going in a, you know, in the way the industry is going, then we can, we can handle the customer side of it. And it, that's why it's made a, uh, it's made a perfect marriage, you know. I, I always, I always uh, joke, it's the best team in the business, you know, between us and and the factory. Uh, we have a lot of insight because our group all kind of grew up in boating, and um, you know, so we can kind of tell the factory what we need, and uh, you know, what we're going to need for our market, and then they can go out and build it and design it, and and then it's our job from there to sell it and service it, and if we do that, in it, it you know, we it, it it's growing. So if it uh, if we don't do that in, then it doesn't grow. So it's easy. <laughs> that team you talk about, how do you keep them motivated? Because you guys are always pushing, like you said, new design. You guys are always ahead of the game. Technology, design on, across the board. How do you keep them motivated? Well, we try to keep them motivated with money. <laughs> if, that, if that doesn't work, then no. We try to we try to make uh, we try to make the we try to make it somewhat fun. You know, we uh, we go to boat shows. We have we, we you know even though it's it's work 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 or at the show. Um, you know, we, uh, it, it's, it's relax after the show. It's get, let's get dinner. Um, we've been the last couple of years we've been, uh, we've been doing because of, uh, just, we found it's just easier. We've been renting condos and we've been staying as a group. Uh, I do a bunch of cooking. So everybody gets a kick out of that. So uh, make your own taco night. We've Wait, been having... do they get a kick out of it because you're not a good cook? No, or... no, no, I'm a good cook, but I don't think anybody knew I was a good cook. So, okay. uh, so yeah, we do make your own taco night, you know, Italian night, and uh, we try to make it fun for the guys and, and the girls. You know, we, we have a good group. Um, like I said, I think it's the best team out there. I mean, they just, uh, they're resilient through it all. You know, we, when, when uh, COVID hit, you know, we, we all just, we got on a conference call. We all got into a room and we said, okay, how are we, this is, this is going to be interesting. This is a new one for us, a new twist. And, uh, how are we going to get through it? Um, you know, within a couple of weeks, we had all of our stock boats photoshot and, and, uh, images and videos and we had it all going on. James, James and his marketing group did a great job. And, um, and then he handed it all over to the sales guys and said, get going. And, uh, and James wears both hats, so he he jumped in there, and we uh, we just started. You know, it, it was slow at first. March was March was scary, 
Then April, we saw our internet traffic go up, and then June was we were off to the races. It exploded. It was it was uh, it was something we've never seen before. So and it and it continues to be. So it's uh, you know it is it's it's uh, it is interesting. Wasn't it a record year? Uh, it will definitely be a record year. Yep, there's no doubt about that. I've you know, and it continues to be. So we we don't see it slowing down. Um, you know, we uh, a year, two years ago, we all said we were going to probably see a slowdown, and then uh, we pushed right through that one. And then a year ago, we said we we're going to see a slowdown, and we pushed right through that one. And and um, you know, it's and it's it's the industry as a whole, but it's um, we're definitely gaining more market share, which is our goal every year is to gain a little more market share. And uh, it, you know, the motor yacht business is a is a tough business. You got everybody in it: the Brits, um, the Italians. Uh, the Polish, the freaking uh, the um, French, so they're all in the game, you know. And it's a, it's a tough business. It's very crowded in there, and it's um, who's going to stand the tallest. And and we we try to make that happen through customer service and and a, and a great product. I was most impressed with the success through a tough year with COVID because there are boat shows that we didn't get to have. There are, you know, international ones I'm talking about as well that are huge for the company globally. And then specifically Princess Yachts America, you know, boat shows, those are our bread and butter where we get to interact with the most amount of clients. There's something to be said there that we had the year that we're going to end up having, you know, faced with adversity. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. You know, the Princess Factory, they, uh, they did some they did some great marketing and, and um, you know, presentations that we were able to get in front of customers, whether it's uh, virtual, um, pre-recorded. We did, um, you know, with the factory, we've done uh, Zoom calls with customers in the factory. But we did a lot to, to, to try to keep that, keep that connection with the customer, to try to continue to sell boats, and, and it definitely worked. So the factory, us, and, um, you know, it just it worked well, and it's, uh, it's continued to... Uh, Let's continue to go. This is going to be our, uh, I think, our second year being number one dealer in the uh, in the world. So we're happy, our number one distributor in the world. So I'm, we're happy about that. And um, absolutely, you know, just uh, just keep pushing. Luckily, I feel like we are close to hopefully getting back in front of people and getting back to boat shows. And given the opportunity. Walk people through the experience of when you walk into the princess booth at a boat show, you know, we have everything from start to finish from the, you know, the sales professional to walk you through the boat and educate you on the product all the way to your design team that can pick out your entire boat there. So um, we all, we all kind of went in, boat shows are interesting. We, you know, we all kind of went into the Fort Lauderdale boat show and we were, we were all a bit nervous, you know, whether we all go in, whether we don't. Whether we can it, whether the show is going to happen, do we pull out? We all kind of, you know, the Viking Yacht Company, Princess Yachts America, a couple other manufacturers, you know, we got together and we said, all right, we're going in. We're going to support them. They supported us. We're going to support them. Um, you know, I, I give I give first, you know, hands down to the, the boat show. They did a phenomenal job. They pulled it all together. Uh, they made everybody feel comfortable. We sold a lot of boats. Um, you know, and we did it. We did it in a safe way. Um, we had, you know, we had masks. We had hand sanitizer. We had people wiping down boats, and everybody felt comfortable. So I, I do think we're getting back to that, um, you know, that personal interaction. We got to do it in a little different way, which we've all kind of adapted to. 
um, since the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. We've had um, Stewart. We've had St. Pete. Um, you know, both have gone off. Both have been good. Um, we're about to have the Palm Beach Boat Show. So we're, uh, we're thinking that's going to be, that's going to go well. Um, you know, but we, we do have everything there. We have, you know, we can make the comf- customer feel comfortable. Uh, we have a, we have our design team still there. You know, they're, they're doing fabrics, they're doing interiors. Um, you know, it's all the sales team is there. Um, so I, I think we, I think we're getting back to it. I think, um, you know, if people feel comfortable, they can come. Um, you know, for people that don't feel comfortable, we understand that. So we're still going to have the virtual side of it, the, um, you know, the walkthroughs, the different photos and all that. So we're, we're, we're kind of, we're balancing ourselves. We got to have both because we understand some, some people are not going to walk into a boat show and we, we can respect that. Um, but, but there are people that are going to, and, and Fort Lauderdale showed that and, and hats off to the, uh, to the Fort Lauderdale show. They did a great job or inform, I should say. Coming into Palm Beach, I just have always been blown away by what you just said, that somebody has the ability to walk in and from bow to stern, they, they want to, they can build their boat. You know, there's um, product in front of them and also they can build everything from, you know, colors, pillows, you know, you can get it done all right there. There's no, you need to come back. It can happen right there. That That is definitely true. So, so with inventories now being so far out and, and so, um, you know, product, uh, Literally, we're, we're selling boats that are a year out. We just we actually just sold a boat um, the other day that doesn't deliver till 2023. So wow. it's, uh, you know, we're selling boats out there and at boat shows, we got to be ready. Uh, now that inventory is, is stretched further out, we have to be ready to take somebody through it from, you know, pillows to electronics to, you know, what engines to what generator to sea keeper to stabilizer fins. Um, so we're, we're, we have that capability at the show. It's getting more and more common because of the, uh, cause of where we are with inventory levels. Um, and we're, we're looking forward to a, uh, to Palm beach. How do you see the company changing in the next few years? And how do you see yourself personally creating that change? Um, you know, it's going to be incremental changes. There's not going to be anything drastic. It's going to be increasing customer service as we, cause we've sold more boats. So it's, uh, finding good techs, which is always tough, but we're, we're doing it. We're, we're having a job fair, uh, we're having a job fair coming up. So we're trying to get more people. Um, you know, we're out there, you know, um, it's just small incremental things. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be, Increasing customer service, maybe growing the sales team a little bit. Um, Princess is already investing the money for new designs, new development. Uh, We've seen that with the the new X80 that's coming. Uh, We have more exciting things coming. We've seen the the first uh, Y72 launch, and we've already sold five of five Y72s before, you know, as hull one is being launched five. into the water. Yeah. So it's, uh, and it hasn't even been, nobody's, nobody's yet. seen it. No, I mean, we've seen some video. We've done a lot of Zoom walkthroughs with people. Um, we did, we did that with several people. We did a lot of photo presentations. Um, and we were able to get five of those under contract. Um, you know, no contingencies, no nothing. Just people saw the boat said i um, in and some people and some of the people didn't see it in the uh in the you know when it wasn't finished so we've had a couple people that bought it in the early stages just from the mock-ups and princess did an amazing job uh 
Will Green and his sales team and Kieran and his marketing team did a great job getting uh, these walkthroughs of the mock-ups at, at the factory. And we were able to use them to help sell boats. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's all good stuff. I mean, it's uh, the, the factory's doing a great job. And That's an incredible amount of trust. Are these return clients? We have some return clients and we have some new new customers. So, so it's a mix. It is a mix. It's uh, I'd say, you know, it's probably 75 25 you know 75 um return and 25 new with the crazy amount of success you're seeing right now what's your dream for this company um my dreams are always in numbers you know how many how many boats are we going to sell in a year you know and not stock sell so it's you know how are we going to get are we going to get 60 retail sales um you know where are we where are we going so that's that's my goal um, you know, we've touched that 50 number and, you know, I just start to, you know, it's okay. We need to get to 60. We need to get to 60 boats. And I, you've been in the, I was just going to say, you're giving me flashbacks of yeah, these you, meetings right now. You've been in the, uh, in the meetings where I've jumped up and down about getting to 60 boats and I jumped up and down about getting to 50 and I jumped up and down about getting to 40 and we, uh, we made it and, uh, you know, we're going to continue. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not rocket science. You know, we just need every every dealer to sell a couple more boats, and we got a lot of dealers. So it's, uh, you know, if every I always say, if every dealer gets one or two more boats, we're there. Come on, guys, you do let's say go. that. Let's you do go. say that all the time. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. One or two more—that's all we need. So, tell me why Princess? Why the, is it the fit and finish? Why Princess? Um, you know, I guess it, it probably goes back to uh, when my dad and Bill first went there. You know, they saw. They saw the fit and they saw, they walked the factory and, um, you know, they, they said, this is the company and, you know, they were right. They were, they were 100%. You know, Bill is a, Bill was a boat builder all his life pretty much. And, uh, so he definitely recognized it. My dad's been around boating all his life and been with the, with the Heelys for, I don't know, 35 plus years. And, uh, you know, they saw, they saw princess was the fit and, uh, We've stuck with them 26 years, and, and it was definitely the right choice. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there, there's, there's nobody else out there that can say they've been with a builder for that long, you know, um, nobody. So that's, uh, that's something that's a, a proud accomplishment of ours. It's a proud accomplishment of the factories, um, and, you know, especially in the United States where, where uh, builders jump or have tended to jump around a lot and uh but no we've been there 26 years and still going and not going anywhere not absolutely. going anywhere backed by lvmh you know that's a absolute powerhouse luxury conglomerate that was uh that was that was one that, that was one that kind of kind of it, it surprised us at first but we, we knew it was coming because uh the original owner of princess was getting up in age and and wanted somebody wanted a, a strong company to take princess into the future and um you know, when LVMH came along, uh, that was the fit. So it, um, you know, it's, uh, it's stuck and off we are running and here we are in, uh, 2021 and, and cranking away, well, not thanks, slowing down. <laughs> right. Thanks to those, you know, gentlemen's vision. I want to ask you, is your father who you look up to the most? Uh, by far. So, uh, he is, he is by far, you know, I watched them all my life growing up, um, you know, just at shows and, uh, you know, he's just, uh, yeah, he's, he's everything to me. So he's, uh, love him, love him to death. And, 
you know, we fight like hell sometimes, but <laughs> you know, we we uh, we we come back around and and hug it out. I remind him I love him, and he tells me the same. So it's uh, it's great fun. You got to challenge each other because he knows, you know, where this industry's been, and you know, you're the future of the industry. So it's it's absolutely the best of both worlds when you guys get together. I mean, that's yeah. He's uh, he's been he's been through, you know, like a, he's been through more downturns than I've uh, than, than than anything I've ever seen. So it's uh, there's a lot of knowledge there. I try to get as much out of him as I can, you know, pick his brain as much as I can. Um, when I don't know something, I send it, you know, I get an email and I don't know what the heck to, to do with it. I send it to him and say, what do you think? I know that feeling very well. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. forward button. You, yeah, and, and our dads are probably the first one on that forward button. <laughs> that, that's definitely correct. No, there's no doubt about it. So uh, he's he's helped me grow so much and uh, he's pushed me as hard as he can. And, and I love him for that. And uh like I said, it's uh, it's it's fun. We uh, we look, we enjoy going to work together and and uh, and hammering it out. Typical Tom, your phone's ringing. This is the uh, life I, of I the president of Princess Yachts America. Uh, that is my phone. <laughs> I, I, Day I did, in the I, life. This all, is it. In all honesty, I did put that thing on silent. So it I doesn't don't know. stop, does it? No. To what hour of the night does your phone ring? Um. So so we have a couple dealers in uh, Latin America. That like to uh, call me at, at very late hours when I'm typically laying in bed, <laughs> and I will uh, I will answer that phone sometimes, and uh, it it drives them uh, it drives them all it drives it drives people crazy. So and Plymouth is on a very different time zone from us, so we strategically plan our calls to the factory as well. So there's a lot of really late night midnight phone calls, right? Yes, Plymouth Plymouth knows me a little better. They know not to call, uh, <laughs> but they will call me in the morning. But they sometimes they'll they'll sneak a phone call in at five thirty or six o'clock in the morning. So I uh, I do get that I do get that every now and then. So do you sleep ever? I do. I sleep well. I I am a, I'm a person that needs a lot of sleep. I try to get to bed, believe it or not, by nine o'clock. Squirrels need their rest. The squirrels need their rest. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on in this mind of mine. Um, a lot of things running through there. So I, I try to I try to get in bed at least at nine o'clock. Then I uh, I tinker around on my phone for about an hour, um, looking at what happened in the world today and what, what's coming in the future. And then what I, a beautiful and, way to wind down from a chaotic day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, a little CNBC. Um, and then, and then I try to go to bed around 10 o'clock and then, uh, and then up at, you know, uh, six thirty, seven o'clock, get into the office. Uh, I better, I better be honest on this one. Uh, get don't in the you office fib. about They're uh, going to call 8, you out. 30, nine o'clock. And, uh, then I'm, I'm always the last one to leave the office for the most part. So I, I'm not the first one there. I, I'll, I'll never say I am, but I'm typically, I typically get out of there at five thirty, six o'clock and, and, um, so I, I do put in my full day. There's no doubt you work hard. Jim and Mecca was really a special thing you were telling me about your dad. What was the best advice he gave you when you filled his shoes in that role? Best advice my dad gave me. Oh God. Because that had to be a really special moment that day. I'm sure you remember it vividly, right? There's I, I do. Um, you know, best advice he gave me. God, there's been so many good ones. Um don't screw up, I guess. I mean, that was probably, <laughs> he's told me that a couple of times. Um, you know, listen, ask if you don't know. I mean, there's so many, you know, with him that, you know, little things he said to me over the years that just uh, kind of stick with me. Um, you know, don't get in over your head. Don't make promises you can't keep. And 
I mean, it's uh, there's been a lot of good ones. He's uh, so I don't have one. Sorry. <laughs> no, what I'm getting at is, you know, I just I picture you at your desk and looking at this new title on your business card, and it's a man that you've looked up to your whole life, and you have made it at a very young age to the president of Princess Yachts America. That's an incredible accomplishment. Was there a moment that you just sat back and reflected? Was it, were you somewhere, were you on a boat with a client? Were you, you know, at a dinner celebrating with him? Did you have a moment? Believe it or not, I didn't. It was, uh, you know, it came and, and I, I said, thank you. And, and it was, you know, um, and then it was squirrel and it was, no, it was, it wasn't squirrel, but there was, there was, you know, it's just, you gotta, it, it's time you, you know, there's no time to celebrate. I, I probably should have. Um, there was a lot going on in, in 2019. So, um, you know, I just, just put my head down and started focusing on what we had to do and where we were going as a business and, and, um, and just, just grinded through it. It's, uh, you know, I probably, looking back, I probably should have celebrated a little, but, uh, there, there was no time for that. So I was really ready for like an epic celebration nah, or, there, there or a family dinner. So maybe that. we have we, to do this at Palm Beach. I think that we need to schedule this celebration yeah. at the boat show. We'll see how the show goes, you know. <laughs> when you when you give us the number, that's outrageous to the goal, and then we beat it. We'll uh, we'll have your celebration. We got, we got to set the bar. There's no doubt. We got to set the bar at Palm Beach, and uh, you know. So yeah, it's uh now that now you made me think about it. There wasn't much. I just oh, I'm it making just happened. it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. So. I'm getting the team together. We're rallying for you. Talk to me about what's next. Well, you know, what does Princess have launching? What do we have coming up rendezvous wise? There's a lot going on. So we got we got a lot going on. We got um launch, boat launches. We got uh, X80. We got Y72. Um, we got some stuff that we're not allowed to talk about yet, but we'll be talking about it with some select customers. We'll get that out there eventually. Um, we got, of course, the Palm Beach Boat Show. We're all excited about. We're doing a lot of uh, campaigning. Um, for that show, we're excited about it. We're starting to get some good turnout. And that's um, the first time everyone is going to see the X95. That is the world premiere of the X95. Which we is super, already sold. Uh, yes, we are super excited about that. The boat's already under contract, so we're um, we're looking forward to delivering that to the owner. Um, we have uh, right up, right Right around the corner after that, we have our owner's getaway where we're doing uh, Chubb K and we're doing Harbor Island. So we've... Uh, we're going to take over Valentine's out in Harbor Island and um, and have probably 40 or 45 boats out there. And That's huge. Have a great party. You know, that should be a good time. Everybody's uh, – our rendezvous have been – they've been growing. Um, hats off to uh, James and his team and, and um, Chris Cantwell from Mainstream uh, – Main Street. Um, you know, they've been doing a great job and we've been growing those. You know, when, I, when, when we started doing Northeast rendezvous, we'd get maybe five or six boats – we're into the 20s. I think we had 25 in Nantucket. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 25 in Nantucket. And um, we've grown our Florida rendezvous to about 40 some boats. So that's, um, and, it, and it's, it, it's helped sell boats. You know, there's no doubt about it. I've seen some awesome photos of, of everyone getting together. You know, this year's looks a little different, but as far as it, and a safe distance, some really fun activities, and it's a great way to even look at other products. If you're considering moving up, you know, you get to actually go on, you make friends, you travel together. Don't they have almost like a group text going we, on? We, I heard we, about? We, we have a group WhatsApp where everybody, everybody texts on and, 
Um, now this year, you know, it pushed our team to the to the limits this year with COVID. Um, trying to pull a rendezvous off in Nantucket um, and pull it off in a safe way. And hats off to our team. They did a great job. I mean, 25, 26 boats, I think it was, um, or excuse me, 28 boats, um, you know, we did. We, we socially distanced. Um, we had cust- We served dinner to the customers' boats instead of going out and having, you know, big tent parties. Um, but we pulled it off. We made it as fun, you know, for the customers as humanly possible. Everybody had a great time, um, and it, and it worked. And we we showed it could we could be done. People were worried at first, and it it, it all worked out, and everybody had a good time. And and uh, knock on, you know, every nobody got a nobody got sick, so it was great. That's awesome. Super excited for everything on the horizon. My favorite question to ask you that I've been wanting to know is that while you're in the midst of all this chaos, you're constantly busy working. Who keeps you in check? Uh, that's an easy one. That's uh, that's still my dad. You know, <laughs> that's still my dad keeps me in check. You know, he's always the one looking over my shoulder. You know, making sure, hey, take some time off, go do something. Because um, if not, I'll just keep going. You know, it's um, I do love it. But he's uh he's reminding me that hey you can't just do this you gotta you gotta do some you gotta take some time for yourself um you know he he definitely keeps me in check and reminds me that it's it's not all work um but we we have we have fun while we work sometimes our group and and uh, uh he's 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 definitely the lead person there definitely sounds like he keeps you grounded he keeps me grounded um there's no doubt about that got a him and my mom, so they both still keep me grounded. I got two sisters that always nag on me too, so they're they're both do a great job. And you were literally grounded this year, plane wise, because you're used to being in Plymouth. How many times a year is it f- normal for you to I, go to Plymouth to I, go to the I, factory? I, s- I still can't believe this one. So my last um, my last flight to England was on March, I think March fifteenth or sixteenth. Um, I was. I was over there and then I was in the Middle East and um, I, I was in the Middle East and with a couple of our guys doing some work and, uh, and I got told it was time to go home because uh, they were going to be closing down the airport soon. And, and we, uh, we all jumped on a plane and flew back. Unfortunately, I got, I got diverted. I ended up in uh, Washington, D.C. because of uh, my travel history. They uh, they wanted to, me to sit down there with the CDC and have a little talk with them. So no I, way. Yeah, I, I ended up in. Uh, How every, long was that talk? Uh, it was just just brief. You know, it was just an interview. Had to, had to you know tell them where I've been, what I've been doing. Um, but it was uh, yeah. So so there was uh, three of us flying home together. Two were able to fly direct to Florida, and uh, me unfortunately I ended up in DC. They, oh they gave me God. a bunch of options. They gave me about seven options to pick, and New York wasn't doing too well right then, and. So I said, I, I said, I'm heading to, heading to DC. I have a sister in DC. So I figured worst case scenario, I'll get out of the airport and I'll call her and she can come get me or I can find an Uber. And, uh, but it all worked out. I, I made it through the interview and, and, uh, headed, headed back to Florida. And that was the last time I've been over there. And it's, uh, it's pretty wild. It's, uh, normally, normally about 12 times maybe actually maybe 14, 15 times a year I'm on the plane flying to England. Um, That's unreal. It, it, it ends up being about 100 and, 160,000 air miles, you know, a year roughly in the, in a plane. That definitely uh, this year has been a lot less than that. I, 
think I've lost all status. I think I've lost all status on the airlines. You're years. nobody. Uh, nobody. No. <laughs> you have to build those back up. Oof. But uh, thank you so much for your time. Tell us where we can find the Princess Booth at the Palm Beach Boat Show and, um, you know, what to expect coming up. That is a good question because James normally gives me these type of answers. Um, so, so we are on the main dock um, as you come down the main city dock and we're right there to the right when you come down the main city dock, uh, right in front of Bradley's. I'll never, I'll never forget that. We're always in front of Bradley. So uh, that's a great thing to tell clients. That's always what yeah, I tell them. That's the, that's, that's the landmark. You're, you if you're go. at Bradley's, just come straight down to the water Perfect. and uh, you'll, you'll run right into Princess Yachts America. Um, you know, I think that was the best language you could speak to anybody. No one wants to know a ramp or a, a color code of a boat map. Nope. Find Bradley's and you know where we are. There you go. So it's, uh, we're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great show. We've had a, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of RSVPs already. So, um, you know, we're going to stretch out the hours as long as we can. And that way we can, we can make everybody feel comfortable. We're going to do the same things we did at Fort Lauderdale, cleanings and hand sanitizer and face masks. and. Uh, we will uh, we'll come out on the other side of this and continue chugging along. Well, thank you again for your time today. We're excited for the future and to see these premieres at the boat show, what you guys got coming, to hear about what's in these confidential files that you're slipping to certain it's clients gonna be, uh, here. It's going to be it's going to be coming. We'll we'll get it out here. We'll probably have some some things to talk about at the Palm Beach boat show. We'll definitely be uh, sitting down with some customers. I know there's some exciting stuff. We'll have to have you back to talk about those. We'll, uh, we'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely join you again for one of these. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. 